Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here to talk about the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, episode 19. It is finally the finale after five months. We are here together. We made it all through it, everyone. Oh, boy. Uh, this is Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre, and I'm joined by my lovely Canadian co-host, Miss Nikki Sin. Hello, hello, hello. Unfortunately, our southern co-host, uh, Luke Muncy, he's lovely. He's not with us today, but he's in our hearts at all times. But we got a finale to talk about, and we have two new winners of the challenge. And I don't know about you, Nikki. I think we should just immediately talk about who the winners are, because if you watched the episode and you came and you clicked on this link, you probably already know. Yeah, let's do it. So here's the warning to anyone who hasn't seen the episode yet. Watch it. Find out who won the season, because we're going to talk about it right now. And no, we can't tell you where to watch it. <laughs> no, we cannot tell you where. Five, four, three, two, one. Congratulations to Christopher Tamburello, CT, on his fifth challenge win, back-to-back wins, and he's now the champion of Spies, Lies, and Allies in the male division. And congratulations to Miss Casey Clark for her first challenge championship after three final appearances, the first person to win both Big Brother and the challenge. What a win for her. She now puts herself on the Mount Rushmore of like all-time challengers, in my opinion, Two two legitimately great players, and they were the best players all season. We knew it the entire time, and they got the win in the end. I'm I'm so proud of Casey. I know everyone laughs about how she's like a piece of IKEA furniture, or like she's boring this that. Mm-mm. No, I you you need that like that archetype of person on the challenge. I feel there's been lots of quiet people on the show before. That people like Big T was very quiet for a while, and all of us were still like, we love her, you know. I'm, and it's been nice to see. I think it's associating Nani and Casey together, but it's just so lovely to see Nani and Casey grow together. And I'm also really glad that CT got a uh, little CJ some ice cream money. Yeah, and I agree with you when it comes to Casey because she's someone who. I'm not the biggest Casey fan, but I can acknowledge that she's a great player, and she is someone who is very deserving of the challenge title. Uh, throughout the episode, people say, oh, I deserve it, I deserve it, I deserve it. Casey performs week in and week out, both in the actual challenges, in eliminations, and her political social game is one of the best we've ever seen. So if someone deserves the title of challenge champion in this world on the female side, it's Casey. She's up there. I mean, like... If she hadn't won, she'd be one of the best to never win. And I'm just glad. I, I also partially feel like a little bit of us could, we could maybe move on from Casey for a season or two, but she is just one of the best competitors and she deserves that title of champion. I think that Casey will take a few, a, a break for a few seasons probably. Um, I'm basing this only on the loss of Nani's mother and Nani deciding that she wants to have a child with Casey. She, she announced this. In so many words. So I think that she'll she'll take a break in that sense. Also, let's note the two winners, neither of them ever voted into the lair or nope. into a location. And part of that is the veteran alliance. Part of that is the fact that once the game became individual and you had to call out an opponent for elimination, nobody wanted to see those two in elimination because they're the best players. Who wants to see CT in a pole wrestle? Nobody. Who wants to see Casey in a hall brawl? Nobody. No. 
Uh, and that, that's what it comes down to. I mean, we said it. Like, they're the two best players, and they won the season. CT, in this final, let's talk about it specifically, he dominated. There was not a single portion in it where he did poorly. The the lowest CT had ever been in this final was in that little uh, connect the electrical wires portion puzzle that Devin came in first in. CT was a close second. Every other portion of the final, CT was either pushing his team. Uh, even when they were behind, it was never his fault. At every portion, like, CT was far and away the best player. And at his worst, his worst subject, he was a close second. So, <sighs> the guy's a beast. I got to give him his props on uh, taking taking feedback and criticism. I know that last season we were all very upset with the way that he he treated Big T. Um, and the way that he uh, would like pump up his partners or his teammates, and I think that when Devin was having trouble uh, with the with the endurance portion, CT actually did a really good job of like motivating him. I don't think he did, but only because Devin himself was so stubborn and just like in his own like oh we got to do it my way type stuff. Um, like why are we pushing me like this? And and CT, I mean CT even made fun of him. It's like what you want me to hold your hand, buddy. You want me like we're kids? You want me to hold your hand? And that was one of the funniest moments I think I've ever seen because it's just like these two guys are actual friends. And I got to say, just a complete side note, I'm not comfortable when Devin calls CT Chris. I know, I know that's his name. I don't like it. I like it when, I like it when DM calls him Chris and I like it when people from back in the day before he was completely CT called him Chris. Devin, you're just not in the group of people I like calling him Chris. You can yeah. hold his hand though. He, he offered it. I agree. I don't like that. It's like people calling Spider-Man Spidey. You're not that close. I I don't. I think Kyle said it once. He was like, Chris and I. And I was like, who? Oh, yeah. Cool. No one likes that. <laughs> um, if Terrell or Veronica called him Chris because they've known him since like their first, his first season, I'd get that. You know, it's like when Abram called Johnny Bananas John. Yeah, that was... I still find that strange. I forget that that's his name. That's <laughs> what I think about it. Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan Devinanzio. <laughs> uh, but yeah, CT absolutely crushed it. The only person who could have stopped CT from this final was someone other than himself bringing him down because he was carrying his teammates up and just beasting everything he could as an individual. Casey, it's a very interesting subject because I don't think she was the best person on the female side in this final. Maybe you could even make the argument she was maybe third or at least second because she was struggling at certain points. She was in her head when it came to, you know, just navigating the the rock field. She was having a little bit of, you know, trauma, as you mentioned last week, from her injury last season and wasn't doing so well in the puzzles. But she was the best player all season. And it's a very interesting thing because – we saw Amber B last season be kind of underwhelming and then win the final. Casey was the best player all season, kind of was underwhelming in the final, and then still took home the win. Yeah. There was also a thing about about Casey's injury from last season that, I don't know, this this bothered me that she was like, I'm just so happy that I could win to like show people. And I was like, oh, she's going to talk about how she's a woman of color or, you know, how, how she's in like the LGBTQ plus community and how great it is to like someone, like have someone to look up to. 
Nope, she talked about how you can come back from an injury. Okay. I... I, I mean, I, yeah. But... I, I think Casey, she's just kind of comfortable in her own skin to a... Like, she has a, such a self-assurance to herself that would it have been good to talk about, like, being an LGBT woman and a woman of color? Yes, but to her, she views herself first and foremost as a competitor, as, as an athlete. So that injury was a big thing to her. And she came into the season, you know, you can't do much cardio when you're recovering from that type of injury. So then you come into a final like this. And as we know from that little after show they did, she had a broken toe during this final. Uh, impressive. I've had a broken toe and it's, it's not that it's like super painful, like it hurts, but it's just such an inconvenience. Oh. You can only put the little, like, medical tape around it. You have to rely on another toe next to it. And then you're sprinting up Rocky Mountains. You're going through all this stuff. Uh, Yeah, the usual. It was a dangerous final. And she just trucked on like a pro. Um, Someone I did kind of feel bad for was Tori. Uh, She killed this final. She uh, There was not a single portion of this final where Tori did poorly. What it came down to was that she did not have CT as a partner, and Casey did. Kyle was a little not was not strong when it came to memorizing his code. Uh, it's just funny, like that's the way the cookie crumbles. She put up an okay season, but then a great final performance. She, I mean, she was beasting it the entire way through. They open this final, she comes in first. She's on a good team. Uh, it's only Devin who's holding them back. <laughs> I feel bad for Tori. Honestly, uh, I hate to say it, so do I. I, like, I, I genuinely feel bad for her. It's, it's weird, too, because, like, the best player did win the season. Casey is undeniably the best player, but Tori had the best final and didn't win. And that's just, like, a hard pill to swallow. Uh, I also think Emmy did really damn well in this final. I think she, Emmy... So well. Yeah, she just, like... She's kind of a like a robot or a monster. Like, she she just pushes through without any thought. She could... She's a beast. I don't know what her training is for the show, even after all this time. She just is naturally good at it. And what it came down to was her partner could not push the pace in the final, uh, in the final portion. Uh, on the male side, Kyle comes in second place. His third time being the second place male on the season. Uh, I don't feel bad because I don't know. Kyle was not spectacular in this final. He was just the second best guy. Yeah, he he definitely was better than Nelson. Yes. Um, I was just disappointed in Nelson start to finish. Nelson was hilariously bad to a point of like, <laughs> I, I, I don't even, it was probably one of the most entertaining final performances I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no water, no life jacket. Oh. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> Swims. Back. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a bit. Man, Nelson. Oh, boy. And then the other third-place finisher was Devin, who, I mean, he held back a team in a portion of the final, and he wasn't the one to solve the puzzle either to make up for it. He did have an impressive moment at the end where he memorized the 20-digit code, but the final is physical. And even if you can you can play the, you know, the, the Taurus and the hair type stuff, but... 
you got to be able to push the pace and beat your opponents in a final. If you, you got to be able to run and do puzzles, and that's why CT wins. He's good at both. Yeah, it's what was frustrating was that all season Devin's like, I'm ready for this final. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to get that win. But you you weren't mentally. You thought you were ready, and you weren't mentally or physically prepared for this. And he's seen a final before. His final on Rivals 3, though, I think, he even said at the beginning, it's like, I don't know about you guys, like, it's been a while since I've been to a final. It seems like they got a lot harder, and they have. And you also have to remember that his Rivals 3 final had him, Cheyenne, Jenna, and Vince. And before people make fun of Jenna, it's like, she's one of the worst final runners ever. So, like, you had they had to make a final for four people who are not prepared to run a final to complete it. Uh... <laughs> Whereas this game, you got some good competitors who have seen finals before. You have CT in it. You got Tori, you got Casey, you got Nelson, Kyle. I mean, Nelson obviously didn't do so well, but you gotta stack up this final and make it a lot more difficult for them. Uh, <laughs> kinda shows say, you how the game's evolved. Yeah, I wanna say on Emmy's, uh, performance, you're like, I don't know where she gets it. She's 22, so she's never even had a hangover before. She's not going to experience how bad they are for at least five more years. Uh, she's not going to realize that, you know, eventually it will turn into a three-day affair, <laughs> hangover. But also, she she's really good at listening, not great at the understanding, because again, again, I do think it's a language barrier. There was a lot of times where she was sort of just like hovering around, but I just don't think she was given any instruction on how to help. And it's got to be overwhelming. Like, that's your first time on American television. You didn't even really know what the show was when you came on. Then your first final. You know, the, she killed it. I'm sorry. Amber B, you're not Rookie of the Year. You may have Ooh, won. No, I mean, I, I'll still go to bat for Amber B because she won. And she beat good people in Casey Nani and, you know, I, Cam. Uh, I don't know. Cam was the first name I was going to say, and then I forgot her. Because, uh, <laughs> like, that was, that was like, the, that was the biggest name. I was like, you forget, you forget the most important name. Um, uh, but, you know, Emmy and Amber both had really impressive rookie seasons. Emmy is someone who, you know, they prescribe her Adderall and they just give her Tic Tacs because she has so much energy. It just, uh, that, that's who she is. And I do like that. I agree with you. She's good at listening where when they hit a checkpoint, she asked, what do you guys want me to do? And I will do that. She just immediately says that versus Nelson, who's just going blindly at stuff, trying to move stuff, trying to make up shapes and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, and it, it, it's a big difference. But again, it comes down to we have two winners. We got Casey, we got CT. And after their win, they get to decide, how do you want to split the money? How do you want to split the million dollars? To which, oof. I was really hoping they just took 500000 and 500000 for themselves. I I hated this twist. I really did. I also wish they didn't tell them till they got there, like till till the winner was crowned. Yeah, they added, they added the twist that you have to complete the final to be eligible for money. And you have Devin, you know, saying to him, he's like, no, 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 we got to complete it so we're eligible for money. I'm like, first off, who would give you money in this scenario? They'd have to be real. They had to feel real pity for you. Uh, 
Twitch. They did. Yeah, Casey and CT were like, yeah, you know what? We'll take $400,000 each. Uh, we both won over, you know, a half million dollars in our life before. Uh, so we're going to give you each 400000 Uh, we're going to give you each $50,000. Uh, which is huge. I mean, Tori and Kyle walk away with 50 grand. Devin, 50 grand. Uh, Emmy is like, oh my god, $50,000? I've never seen that much money in my life. To which I thought was very insane. Like, she has songs on YouTube with millions of streams. Multiple songs with millions of streams. I you've seen $50,000 for Emmy. You, you, you got a lot of, you got too many streams to not have seen $50,000. I mean, also, not accurate. You have seen that much money. You did a challenge, a daily challenge. That's true. An episode before where you looked at all the money. What do you mean? I did look up the what is fifty thousand dollars in Romanian lu, and okay. that is like it's like two hundred and twenty-five or like two hundred thirty thousand Romanian lu, which the winner of Survivor Romania, where they're on that island for like a hundred and forty days or whatever Emmanuel was on there for, it is two. Yeah, it, it is it is two hundred and fifty thousand Romanian lu. So Emmy hears this number. Like fifty thousand US dollars. Like I just won Survivor Romania, basically. I'm like I'm so proud of her. I also she had a moment, the same moment that I did when Chris and Casey um, were like, "Yeah, we're giving you like a hundred thousand each." And I was like, "She goes, what? I don't understand." Okay, <laughs> is it a hundred thousand per person or per team? And then it, it took me a hot minute. Yeah. No, at first I thought they were giving a hundred thousand to just Tori and Kyle. And then I realized, oh no, they're giving fifty thousand to all of them. And I thought like Emmy, you're you're like, oh, you're not getting you're not getting any money, Emmy. You came in third. But I'm glad she did because her her genuine reaction well, it, it you know, made me happy. Even though I'm not the biggest Emmy fan, she had a pure joy to her and watching her kinda of get saddled with Devin at the end of that final was rough. Because she wanted to push the pace, she wanted to win, and he just could not do it. He really couldn't, and what's frustrating is that it doesn't seem like he's taking any accountability for the fact that he just, like, didn't fully train for the final. He pulled a Pauly Calafiore, man. You put up a dominant season, and then you just wipe out in the final. And then you blame others, like, no, no, you gotta go at my pace, you gotta go at my pace, you gotta give me a break. No, we actually don't have to go at your pace. Like, the mentality here. Yeah, I mean, that's the difference between, like, people like Devin and Polly and the difference between people like Jordan and Landon, where Jordan is, like, pushing the pace with a fractured leg and Landon is pushing his head up Carly's ass up a volcano. Those, those That's, like, that's the difference between teammates. Um, <laughs> really, uh, yeah, and... That's the final. We're gonna we're gonna jump more into what happened during it right now. Uh, stay tuned. We are now going to move into a more summarization of the final and some key moments and highlights. They start off the final in two teams. TJ tells them, "Don't come in last place at the end of day one or day two, whatever it is." Uh, the teams are Nelson, Kyle, Nani, and Casey, and then Devin, Tori, Emmy, and CT. The team of Devin, Tori, Emmy, and CT, they immediately start crushing this team portion of the final where they have to unwrap a bunch of heavy ropes, then take them into the water. Then they have to dive into the water, memorize some codes. Once you get those codes, uh, you can learn some numbers. Once you get those numbers, you can unlock a jewel and spy stuff, spy stuff, spy stuff. 
Explosions, <laughs> missiles, more explosions, turtlenecks in the ears. So many unnecessary explosions. And I love that Emmy in all these explosions is always just cupping her ears like, oh my god, why do they keep doing this? Emmy is us, the viewers, like, why are they doing this? It, I, I feel like a, a dog with fireworks, because they'll do it. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, all right. I'm doing that again. <laughs> with how many there's been, you'd think Emmy would get used to it, but she isn't. And I, and I commend her, because that's not normal how they use them. <laughs> no. And I don't like it. Yep. The orange team, they try to jump into the water, and Nelson finds out, wait, there's not going to be life vests in this challenge? And Nelson has actually done pretty well in the water challenges this season. He's historically a terrible swimmer. Once he knows he has to go into that open water, though, he can't do it. He starts cramping up. He needs medical to come bring him out of the water. As he's just gasping for air, they bring him out. And I thought it was a medical DQ right there, honestly. I I I also wondered, I'm like, what does the rest of the team do? Because each person was meant to memorize part of the code. But what kind of threw me off is that, so there was instructions on what to do. And Nelson read them or did his version of whatever he calls reading, phonics or whatever he has to use. Um, he sounded out letters. It said dive under. So why would you be wearing a life vest to dive? I say it's someone that learned to swim at 29. See, I thought I was old when I learned how to swim at 13. Uh, but, no, I mean, seriously, most people learn how to swim when they're, like, three years old, five years old, seven years old. And the muscles you develop then are very crucial to how you swim the rest of your life. You try to learn how to swim at an older age, it's really difficult. Your body is already developed. It can't. It's hard to learn the techniques. Uh, <laughs> Leroy, I mean, it took him over a decade to become a decent swimmer. And even then he's still not even a great swimmer. Uh, so Nelson, I can't really, I can't really blame him for, you know, not being the best swimmer when he didn't grow up with the pool, when he didn't know how to swim at the same time, you get to a final like this. And if you can't swim well, it's hard to win. I don't know why Nelson didn't do the whole, like, backstroke thing. Like, I've seen Tori – please, no one make this into, like, a gif. Uh, <laughs> I've seen Tori do it. Yeah, the back the backstroke to conserve energy, um, that's always a game plan of some people. And you can get kind of made fun of when you do it, but I don't know. Nelson tried his best. And open water is way different than a pool as well. Uh, just – it's it's a lot different. It's hard to explain. It just kind of is. <laughs> In both. Eventually, though, uh, the Orange team gets to continue on with Nelson. And I like that Nelson at least had the attitude of, like, all right, guys, I'll try to make up for it later. Um, let's keep pushing on. Uh, the team set a portion where they have to unlock a giant missile that weighs a lot of pounds, and then they have to all put it on their shoulders and traverse a long path. This is where the Orange team catches up. They not only unlock their chains really quickly, like much faster than the Purple team, uh, but they have good team symmetry. Uh, they all just put it on their shoulders, and they're navigating it the entire way through. And they're like, all right, let's switch it from our right shoulder to our left shoulder right now. And they were doing it seamlessly while continuing to move. They were on, like, physically, they were a great team. Yeah, I was really proud of them. I was like, this is the kind of communication and teamwork that this specific task in the final needs. Yeah, and it is important to know, before then, they actually did have to traverse up a mountain. Uh, and this is where Orange caught up a good amount on Purple specifically because 
Purple had a massive leave at after the water portion. This is where Devin kind of held down the purple team because Emmy, Tori, and CT wanted to push the pace. They couldn't. So Nani, Casey, Kyle, and Nelson were really just trailing his ass. And because of Devin, they were able to break down the lead. And once they get to that missile portion, they pushed away and took a pretty significant lead. Yeah, it's <laughs> there was a really funny moment. I don't know if it was during this particular endurance part, but Emmy's trying to encourage Devin. She's like, "Come on, come on, pick up, pick up the pace, pick up the pace." And he's like, "No, I'm like, I'm really tired. I, I like need a break or something." And Emmy's like, "No, it's 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 all in your head." Devin's like, "Nope, it's in my body for sure." It's just this same jerk who was like, oh, I don't want a man on my team for the final. I don't want this person for my team in the final. He's the one, like, holding his team back physically. And it's like, you know, Matt is pretty good at puzzles too, buddy. She can walk that pace too. She can walk the exact same pace you're going right now. And I like how his excuse is like, I didn't eat breakfast. Which is like, I, who who told you not to eat a banana, bro? That's... My exact reaction. No one told you not to eat. Also, I'm I'm certain breakfast was served to you. I, if someone else had yelled, like if like Nelson had yelled during the final, like damn, I forgot breakfast, then I think it'd be like I, I'd be like mm, maybe nobody ate breakfast. But Devin, eat a banana for the final. Eat you know eat a little bit of carbohydrates. How are you not carbo loading the day before? It, what it, is there no pasta left over from the big fight a few seasons ago? <laughs> <laughs> Corey's pasta? Cor- Corey's smashed pasta. Ooh, if they get a little rat in that house, though, to cook up and, like, take that pasta, ooh, get some good sauces on there, some meat, some protein, a ratatouille-esque rat. Ooh. The rat would be covered by a chef's hat, right? Oh, it would be covered by one of Nelson's beanies, yeah. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> We'll have to get the we'll have to get a uh, little Remy a, a black turtleneck. I wore my best spy apparel today. <laughs> I don't I don't know what spies do. They don't do this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it just looks like I'm freezing and and 64's golden eye. This is really good too, especially for all the people who just listen to the audio version of the podcast and don't watch it visually, because uh, everyone Nikki's doing really cool spy stuff. If you're watching visual, if you're not, if you're just listening it to via audio, uh, oh, this is this is aggressively not cool now. <laughs> now you're just being a ninja. That's a ninja. That's Naruto. No. Okay. Apologies to everyone for this going a bit off the tracks, but it's it's the finale. You know who the winner is. So let's get back into this final. They yes. get to a puzzle portion where they have to put that uh, missile onto. A grass field that has a bunch of other missiles that create four squares. They then have to take apart three of uh, the sticks that put these squares together to form three squares. This is a common uh, puzzle they use in upper, in like middle school honors math classes, and they usually do this with t- with toothpicks. It's uh, one of my favorite puzzles because you have to go outside the box to solve it. Um, the orange team has no clue how to do it. And Nelson keeps suggesting they make triangles. Like, hey, if we make two triangles, you know, maybe that'll make a square. Which, actually, if, if you do put a line through the middle of a square, it does make two triangles. But Nelson was trying to make triangles when the goal is to make squares. He also didn't know what a rectangle was, which led to Casey having to teach him what shapes are. Just four good-looking idiots. 
just and like as much as Nelson was the funniest one because he was at least he was suggesting things. Yeah. Everybody else was just standing around like drinking from their camel packs being like, I don't know. I what I didn't love was the opening shot um, from above. Bit like a swastika for a second. <laughs> I think that's why they didn't do any any above shots. I, you know, I didn't see I didn't see that at all. But uh, someone pointed good, it out to me while I was watching it. So yeah, good, good eye, good eye. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess. Uh, oh man. Uh, yeah, Nelson. Nelson just casually dumb, bro. You ask him what twelve plus four is, he says ten, and he smiles and goes up on his day. Uh, everyone else very low key dumb, and I just I loved how every time they got the puzzle incorrect, they just panned in on Kyle's face looking disgust. He was just like so upset every time. Like, what are we doing here? I I also really love. And hate Nelson's confessionals. He talks like he's acting on a soap opera all the time. And then we had to solve a puzzle. But the team couldn't get it together. And you're like, okay, dude, just watch that. I know. Thanks for the update. <laughs> Nelson, very low key the Joey Tribbiani of the challenge. <laughs> Can never get an acting job. Yeah, I just can't, can't. Going on all these, like, the problem is, like, he's obviously has charisma, but once you ask him to read something, it's just like, oh, it's like, you're, bro, calm down. Just be you. You Just be your oh, goofy oh, yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the poor guy. <laughs> uh, eventually, the purple team, after Devin's 87 breaks, uh, they get to the puzzle, and CT's like, oh, I've done this before, because I've been on this show for two decades, I've done hundreds of puzzles. I do these for fun. And he just gets it done in seconds. And <laughs> he gets it done so quickly, the Orange team couldn't even cheat off of him. Kyle's like, I wasn't looking. They just got it done so fast. I don't know what happened. I, I loved that because I definitely, before I was like, why aren't they cheating? I would I would be looking. Like, both, both Devin and CT are over there. Like, I'd be looking. And Devin was no help on this puzzle at all. It was just CT who just knew it immediately. Uh, again, why he deserves this championship, because like he just walked into this thing that people were struggling on forever and was like, nope, this is the answer. Let's move on. <laughs> and they took the lead uh, from there. Uh, they had to, at one point, push a giant hamster ball, uh, and it had all the supplies and then get it to a finish line uh, to end the day out. When the orange team finally figures out the puzzle, Nelson, he's like, all right, let's go, let's go. And he's just trying to push the ball as fast as he can, which is a terrible decision as he puts it in a hole that the team is then forced to push it out of. And once again, Nelson just brings his team down again in the final. And Kyle's like, I like that Nelson really wants to win. He's trying his best, but he's just sabotaging us at every step. I first off, I thought they would all be inside of the hamster ball. I was kind of hoping it was going to be four, four grown adults stumbling around in a round steel cage. That's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, they're going to push it. You wanted them to die. You wanted them to fall off a cliff in the hamster ball. <laughs> Didn't want them to die. I mean, <laughs> I mean, looking at how like Nelson almost like 
lost all their supplies in that challenge. Well, Imagining four people in it, and if they go the wrong way, oh my god, that could have ended disastrously. Yeah, worse things have happened on the show, no? The challenge season ended after four competitors die in finals. I don't want them to die. <laughs> that would be the only way you get CT off that show, though. <laughs> Uh, let's not let's not say that. Let's not let's not let's not let's not put a name to it. Let's not put a name to a person. No, I was just putting the name. Yeah. A production and fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, purple team, they win day one, and orange team they get in there. Uh, they have to then camp in a cave overnight. Uh, I like that they were eating beans and peaches and stuff like that in their camp stuff. Like they couldn't even get like. A sandwich or anything. They had to get, they had to get camping type food. Uh, Casey like, and Nani. You know like, what? Oh, the onions. Yeah, yeah. Casey and Nani were like, oh, we've always wanted to go camping. It's like, we, and they just had, they had, they had a date night together, camping. It was very cute. <laughs> they had such, such lovely moments and, oh, I might cry thinking about Nani's confessional. Do you remember the last time two people hooked up in a final? I don't think so. It, it's with a band cast member. Oh, I don't remember. Corey and Camilla, after day one of Invasion, hooked uh, up in the mosquito tent. I in, remember. On Invasion. And then the next day, she cursed them out. Like during day two of the finals, they're partnered together, and then at like the next night, Corey's like, "I just want to go home now. This sucks." <laughs> I when you said band, I thought you meant like a musical band, and I was oh, okay. like, "Who's in a band?" Yeah. And then I was like, "He doesn't mean champs versus stars, does he?" Uh, also, I just like to forget about about Camilla. I did really like that overnight one that they had to do with the little beads. Oh yeah, and then CT and then TJ walks in on them like. What are you guys doing? As, as they went to go eat for, for an hour because they were tired of doing all the beads, as they all took a break from it. That was just that was a great moment. TJ uh, <laughs> was approaching like you didn't see the other camera with him. Surely <laughs> <laughs> he had to get mic'd up. There was time. Yeah, the players camp, and I'm like, I'm wondering. So what's going to happen to the team that lost? Why are they camping overnight? <laughs> that. So that's what I thought. I thought the team that lost didn't get any of their supplies. Oh, that would have been good. You would have went to the next day hungry. I mean that. I mean that would have been a, that would have been fair in my opinion. Not for Devin. <laughs> I have been eating all day. Devin's like, I'm quitting. I didn't get any peaches. I still need more peaches. <laughs> oh man. Uh, they wake up in the morning. TJ tells them that. The losing team will be going into elimination against one another, what we speculated last week. This means we get Casey versus Nani, two people who love each other going up against an elimination, and then Kyle and Nelson, two people in a serious relationship going into elimination against one another. Uh, and it, it is one of those matchups you've always wanted to see because like Nelson and Kyle are very similar competitors physically where they're, they don't got a lot going up there mentally, but they they grind in these headbangers. So being able to see what like them finally hash it out, great moment. Casey and Nani, I mean, tears 
across eyes of their faces, of other people's faces. I, I was crying. It was emotional. <laughs> I was crying because of Nani's confessional where she talked about her relationship developing with Casey and about how she's never been so comfortable in herself, in her relationship, and in her sexuality. Because we've seen her, you know, explore since, you know, her, her first show on Real World, like Las Vegas. And yeah, she never I mean, really would be like, oh, I'm bi, or like, I like girls and I like guys. And I, I just thought it was like a really nice moment. It did remind me of when Laurel was talking about how she's, unfortunately, this is another Camilla moment, but she's, she's never actually like said that she was interested in a woman. It's huge too, especially because we are people who like Nani and showmances, hookups, it's synonymous with her. It's part of, you know, she, she's a sexual girl. It's cool. But like, she's never had that type of relationship where you're like, this isn't toxic because she's always with douchebags for the most part. I mean, you got bananas, Hunter, um, Riley, Johnny Riley. I mean, like the, the few sweethearts here and there, uh, <laughs> with like Kahada. Even then, that didn't even seem like the healthiest, like, one-on-one relationship. Kind of seemed like a guy that adored her, but not, like, them really just seeing each other for what they are and being comfortable with one another. And Casey, I mean, she can be a little bit cocky, but she's self-assured in a good way. And yeah. she makes Donnie feel safe, and she has, you know, just something to her, a gravitas. Uh, and they are very cute together. They look at yeah. each other with love in a way that just, like, you, you could see it. It's kismic. It's it, and it's beautiful, and I know there's like a lot of Nani and Casey haters out there, but if you didn't feel something like in this moment, even if you take out the equation of like who was saying it and who would it was like who would it like it was about, oh, you are heartless. Yeah. And then I I started to weep because Nani was talking about how her mom like raised her, and they like didn't have a lot growing up, and as as. Some listeners may know Nani's mother passed away a few weeks ago, and so my eyes just started to welt up. My friends that I was watching with, they were like, what's wrong? And I was like, her mom passed away, and I just started weeping. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Even though their elimination went second, we'll talk about it first because we're already on the subject. Before the elimination even starts, uh, they're playing the game Back Up Off Me, the same game that Corey and Michelle defeated Michaela and Renan. Brendan was the guy on the season in the first elimination of Spies, Lies, and Allies. It's the backpack-type game. Um, you have to drag your opponent off to the side and bring them down the slope. Uh, best two out of three. Before it even starts, Nani says, Casey, you have a better shot to win this season. Uh, like, kind of being like, I'm going to give it to you. Um, Casey's like, no, 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 no. You have to give me your all. And Nani even says, like, in confessional, Casey wants me to give 100%. I give 100% 90% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> what I really loved about that, though, is that just that simple communication of Casey being like, give it your all, really shows what their relationship is like. I yeah. I love them. A real beautiful moment. And, yeah. <laughs> the first round goes to Casey. The second round, Casey kind of gives it to Nani, but it's in a way that she's like, I want, if you want to go and run this last part of the final... You can do it because I believe in you just the way you believe in me. Uh, the last round, uh, Casey kind of puts it into higher gear and she kind of gets the win really quickly. Um, Casey takes the win. Uh, 
if they went 100%, I think Casey would have won anyway. Regardless, though, uh, it's still a touching moment because, yeah, these are two people who love each other having bowed out in elimination. And you don't, we never see that. No. And it's, I knew as soon as the two of them were going up against each other, I was like, there's no way Nani's not going to want Casey to be going forward. It's it's similar in a sense to when she went against her cousin Nicole. She's like, I want her to have this. Yeah, and you know, looking <laughs> looking at all this in the grand scheme, it's like, well, if we're gonna start a life together, this is our best chance to win money, to start a life, to have a kid, to get a place, to do anything we want. Uh, so, touching moment, smart choice really came out of nowhere and it adds to uh sadly adds to Nani's elimination loss total, which is pretty big at this point, but good for her for at least having that, you know. Some someone has to have that record. Uh <laughs> at least you know, Nani will do it, looking good, getting her appearance checks. The male side, Kyle versus Nelson. And to me the funniest part about all this twist and elimination stuff is the fact that it's happening in the morning and they are so tired and everyone just looks so low energy, even Kyle and Nelson. I also thought it was funny that they were like, yeah, like Nelson and Kyle have had their differences. And I'm like, when? I'm like, oh my God, I f- forgot about that. I just straight up forgot they had any sort of like minor rivalry. I'd also like to note, and this is going to be a very niche comment, um, but if you know, you know. Emmy looked like she had been at Burning Man for like 14 days. <laughs> yeah. Poor girl. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. They, she did not look happy, and it, it makes you realize why they have these eliminations at night. Because people, they get themselves amped. They drink their pre-workout. They're like, "All right, I'm gonna go in there, and I'm, I'm a grunt. I'm gonna kill it." Kyle and Nelson were pretty silent in this elimination. They just looked tired. They just, <laughs> they were going through the motions of it all. I, it did not have the intensity of a normal elimination. The, I get it now. I get why they have them at night now. Yeah. It, it's, it's all coming together for me. It's, it's, it's checking all the boxes at this point. <laughs> Nelson versus Kyle, I thought that was a pretty, like a fun matchup just for this particular elimination. Like I think if it was like a yeah. pole wrestle or like a, like a hall brawl, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Also, because I, I think it would have. I mean, it would have been a better matchup for their skill sets. Uh, it would have been a more fair match. Uh, I think a lot of people thought Nelson might win this because he beat Hunter in a variation of this elimination on three thirty two out of three. And Hunter, I mean, he weighs more than Nelson by about twenty ish pounds. He's got a lot of muscle on him, and Nelson just showed a lot of heart. Uh, it's a similar matchup this time around where Kyle has about twenty more pounds on him, but there is a six seven inch difference in height. Uh, yeah. And in this format of elimination where they're in a box, uh, like side to side, Kyle's length was the difference maker because he was able to reach out his arms to grab the side of the box to push himself forward. He was able to push his leg off the box to get better leverage on him. So even though Nelson had a lot of heart, Kyle just had more length and weight on him. So that's what it came down to. And it was really sad. Because Nelson's like, he, it's always this battle of him only being like 5'7, five, 5'8. Five, it's coming back to bite him. He also, I think he was feeling very defeated from the day before. Because how could you like not beat yourself up given all the like small fumbles during that? 
he probably feels like the reason they, because he is, um, they didn't win. And I think that that like defeated mentality set right in. And I think Kyle is like, I'm going to be a father. When it's tough. I, I, I would have liked them in a pull wrestle because I think it would have been a much more fun matchup where their height, weight, strength comes less into play. Uh, even though Kyle's height is, is a positive in a pull wrestle. In this elimination, it was just too much size. And Nelson was trying to hold back part of Kyle's limbs, but the guy's just too long and he weighs a lot and he has a lot of heart going on too. Uh, Nelson takes a loss and he's out of a final. Uh, bad season for Nelson. I mean, 50 plus daily challenges, lost in a row. Uh, third straight elimination loss for him. Uh, Berna's home, Ashley's home. They both have him blocked on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> and, uh. He's looking good for us in X's season though. He is looking good in X's season, for sure. Uh, I thought this was gonna be Nelson's season based on the trailers. He was featured so much. In the poster and everything. Yeah. And this time around, just just a bad season. Even t- But TJ gave him, like, hey, man, it's going to suck today, but tomorrow it'll be better. And, like, you're a beast. You'll just come back. Uh, which I thought was kind of weird because Nelson did not have a good season. But TJ's a very nice person. He, um, what I really liked about that is if you remember Nelson's first season on Invasion, he like talked about how he's always wanted to be on the challenge and how like he's been such a big fan of the show. And I think for TJ to give him that like little pep talk, that probably meant a lot. Yeah. I mean, the fans will, the casual fans will be like, TJ likes Nelson, so I like Nelson. He's a, he's a good guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't really like Nelson. I think he's really dumb. I, I love him for that reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, there was a point in the cave after that first after that first day where he's just smiling. He's just smiling in his sleeping bag, um, and I'm just like, man, this guy, everything's going wrong for him, but he's just he stays positive. He just stays living through the dumbness. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. There was a very funny edit in the cave where in the morning Nani goes, I don't know what was touching my leg last night, but I don't care. And then they did this weird shot of CT smiling and then a weird shot of Nelson smiling. And I was like, am I supposed to believe they were touching her leg? I didn't I didn't like that. That chosen moment. I thought it was referring to Casey. I don't know. Because her and Casey were sleeping literally like they're spooning. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that was a weird edit. I did note that as well, though. was very weird. Uh, <laughs> after this elimination... Casey and Kyle get the choice to pick a partner for the final leg of the final, which was absurdly overpowered. If you told, like, Tori or Emmy, it's like, hey, do you want to play this elimination with Nani that's, like, weight-based and then pick CT to run the last part of the final with, they would have thrown themselves in right there. You could have had a four-person elimination right there for who gets to run this final with CT. Yeah. Uh, It was pretty, like, why wouldn't Casey pick CT? Was she like Devin? Give me Devin. Give me Kyle. Not. I mean, he, he, her, and Kyle did have the option to stick together, and even Casey was like, "No, I want CT." And Kyle's like, "I want Tori." Uh, which I think, if you're Kyle, running the final with Tori is a better shot than running it with Casey, uh, based on everything that that had happened. The problem is CT's still there, and CT's awesome. Uh, I Devin, also, yeah, Devin sorry. has to run the final with Emmy because of this. 
I want to note that when, like, before TJ even, like, asked, Casey was like, no. She was already shaking her head. No, Kyle. No. Not running it with you. Mm-mm. Yeah. Poor Emmy got the short, short end of the stick there. I love Devin. I was like, well, me and Emmy are the only ones that, that have actually worked as a team before. And I was like, that doesn't matter, dude. That's Casey and CT. They're the two best players. And then Kyle and Tori are very much better than you right now. So I, that did not matter at all. Um, it's just like, coincidentally, maybe it'll just be one big puzzle or three big puzzles. <laughs> the final portion is the players have to run up a mountain. At the top, there is a 10, there's a 20 digit code they have to then memorize. Then they have to go back down to where they started. Put that code into a safe. Once you decode that and it opens, first team to do so wins the final. 20 numbers looks like a lot when you see it all together, but it's just two phone numbers. So if you just remember one phone number each, you're good. So that's that's the way I put it because I was like, oh, I just remember it as like area code and then the the other seven numbers. And then I was reminded that in some other countries, so maybe just just Romania and in the UK, because those are the only remaining global agents. Um, they like spread out their, their phone numbers differently. So I was like, but why couldn't they just remember it their way? <laughs> and I felt so bad for Emmy because Devin was like, okay, you got yours memorized and he would quiz her on it a bunch. He knew the whole thing. He just wanted to make her feel useful. I don't know why he tried to memorize the whole thing himself though. Like that's that's so over the top. Someone else can remember ten numbers. Like the dumbest person can remember a phone number if they keep repeating it to themselves. Which it's smart that you quiz them on, but him trying to undertake memorizing the whole thing for himself, it just took more time. And like I get you want to be like the super smart person and show off at the end, uh, but you would have been better off if you just each split a share. Uh, which I must know. CT and Casey, they they solve it first. They beat Tori and Kyle by about 20, 30 seconds. And even though it is a really close finish, MTV made a final to ensure there would be a photo finish for the dramatics. Uh, I don't like the way this was formatted. Uh, I'm happy CT and Casey won. They are the best players. But they're just trying to create a moment and create a twist out of nowhere so anyone could win. I didn't, I didn't love that. <laughs> Also, I didn't love how poorly spray painted the, uh, the fake safes were. <laughs> Why did they look like that? Pip one color. It's like they were done in word art. It was bad. I mean, there's so much like poor production value for the show that's giving out a million dollars. Sometimes it's baffling. Uh, again, CT and Casey get the win. Uh, it's a it's a big moment for each of them. Tori's crying. Kyle is like, ah, well, another final where I'm in second place. This is great. He he was really supportive of Tori. He's like, no, you didn't. Tori's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Kyle was like, it's you didn't do anything. And for me, that sort of shows um, relationships, whether it be romantic or friendship or work wise, where she's probably been blamed for things. Was her immediate go-to was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And that felt for her a bit there. 
I, I do like that Kyle is also like he's so used to losing at this point and at such a high degree like that he just he's like I'm happy to be here I should probably run one of these finals without CT here if I want to win uh, but I won't do that I'm just going to play I'm going to coast around and for Tori this is tough because this was like I mean another opportunity where she comes so close to winning and it gets pushed back far and far away I mean she's had a couple a few seasons now where she's gone out early could that happen again? Could this have been her best chance ever? Yeah. These thoughts roll through your mind in moments like this. I wonder, I do wonder if CT wanted to work more with Tori than Casey. I think he did. I think CT likes Tori a lot. I mean, literally, like, from the Jump of Double Agents, there's that moment where Cam wants to be partners with CT, and he's like, where's Tori? Tori, Tori, where is she? And then he sees her with, with Corey. Um CT's always wanted to work with Tori. I mean, he, he respects her. Since 3.30, he was one of the people who called her Rookie of the Year from the beginning all the way back in the day. Uh, so he likes Tori. Uh, but he's proud to win with Casey, especially because, like, those two have been at the top of their pack the last few seasons, but have never worked together like this before. Yeah. It was, like, really cool to see them team up. It was It was a little too overpowered, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But it was nice to not see like things favored in Devin and Tori's way. Yeah. Yeah. Which I felt happened a few times this season. Even the final, they were kind of hoping for that moment where Devin would just solve the code as everyone is messing up and then just steals the win. I mean, that's what it was built up for. And nope. People can memorize 10 numbers each pretty easily. Uh, <laughs> Demi comes in third place, a hard third. Um. There's also this funny, not funny, interesting moment where Casey is so happy that she's won and she's laying down on the ground and CT's like on top of her being like, we won, we did it. I think she was saying, ow, my leg. I think she was just like, all the adrenaline was gone from her. Like every like I've won, I'm I'm done. I'm exhausted. I'm out, I'm out. Like <laughs> I think her leg was hurting again though, because I was pretty sure she was going, "Ow, my leg." What I mean, once you don't have to run anymore, like once you don't have to think about winning, all the pain comes back because yep. uh, <laughs> she's like, "I won now. I'm so messed up. Let's move on. Get me Nani to massage me. I need like I need my girl. I need my money. Let's move on from this." And move on, she did. Yeah. Went to Disney World Land, Disney Place. Um, I've gone to Mexico a few times now. Yeah. We've been a lot of fun. Diego. San Diego? Yeah. And CT's filming a movie now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's going to be a real action star superhero for his kid. That's real cute. That was actually, like, very awesome where CT's like, oh, I got to, like, my kid thinks I'm a superhero, so I got to play the part. And in that moment, I was like, damn, CT is kind of cool. And them, like, CT giving Devin and Kyle and Tori money, it kind of reminded me of, like, when a mob boss, like, pays for someone's, like, new tuxedo or suit or something like that. Like, here you go. Here, here, break off a little bread for the family. Uh, remember, I'm the star of the show. I'm going to stay winning, and I'll break you off a piece here and there, kid. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> Take them. I, I couldn't help, though. Being a little sad 
when he was talking about being a superhero for his kid, and I was like, we should be with Dio. Oh. That's because I've been thinking about, like, Access 2 a lot. Yeah. A friend is watching it for the first time, so. Such, so, like, a, such a great like, season. And they're not really, like, a big challenge fan. Yeah. They've only started recently, and so they're watching Access 2 for the first time, and I just, like, don't have the heart to, like... It's tough, man. Especially because, yeah, not, not just one death and so you got two. Uh, but still, it's one of the, it, to me, it's the best season that there's ever been of the challenge. Uh, that's our podcast. That's Spies, Lies, and Allies for you guys. Uh, we're not going to be covering the reunion, uh, mostly because, like, what do you, what, what do you have to gain from that? We're going to say, like, oh, this is what Bessie thinks of this. This is what, uh, <laughs> This is what Emmanuel thinks of this. You don't care about stuff like that. Just watch the reunion if you care about stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we want to thank you all for staying with this season with us. We're going to come back even stronger for next season. We're going to <laughs> we're going to try and do as much as we can for the channel. Make sure to follow Nikki on Twitter at the Nikki Sin. Follow me on Twitter at the Alan Aguirre. Our podcast at Caffeine Confessionals Podcast on Instagram, iTunes, Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube. Any last words, Nikki? Stream Ratatouille for clear skin. Stream Ratatouille for clear skin. Have a great night, everyone.